is an audio platform created to educate, inform, and empower women to take charge of their physical and mental health. Join Shalana Battle and her occasional guests as they discuss many issues and health topics that concern women. While many health tips and advice will be discussed on this platform by licensed professionals, it should not take the place of seeking help from your own physician or therapist. If you feel that you need professional advice or medical assistance, do not hesitate to contact your provider. Now, let's get to the show. Pretty women wonder where my secret lies. I'm not cute or built to suit a fashion model size. But when I start to tell them, they think I'm telling lies. I say it's in the reach of my arms, the span of my hips, the stride of my step, the curl of my lips. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Phenomenal woman, that's me. I walk into a room just as cool as you please, and to a man, the fellows stand or fall down on their knees. Then they swarm around me a hive of honeybees. Yes, they do. I say, it's the fire in my eyes and the flash of my teeth, the swing in my waist and the joy in my feet. I'm a woman. Phenomenally. Phenomenal woman, that's me. Men themselves have wondered what they see in me. They try so much, but they can't touch my inner mystery. When I try to show them, they say they still can't see. I say, it's in the arc of my back, the sun of my smile, the ride of my breast, the grace of my style. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Phenomenal woman, that's me. Now you understand just why my head's not bowed. I don't shout or jump about or have to talk real loud. When you see me passing, it ought to make you proud. I say it's in the click of my heels, the bend of my hair, the palm of my hand, the need for my care. Cause I'm a woman, phenomenally. Phenomenal woman, that's me. Hey girl, hey sis. Hey everyone and welcome to The Eavesdrop. I am your host, Dr. Shalana Battle. Now, I do not own the rights to this poem. The great Maya Angelou does. Let's give a hand for Maya Angelou and the phenomenal woman, okay? So, I chose that poem and I wanted to recite that poem because I believe that it really fits with today's episode. Today we will be talking about self-confidence and loving yourself and self-esteem and almost every woman, if not all women, have dealt with low self-esteem issues at some point in her life, whether it's in relationships or just in life in general. And I think that learning to love yourself and building confidence in who you are is definitely a lifelong journey because we may all have those days of low self-esteem and even self-hate. But for us to really walk in our purpose with a sense of confidence 
and a sense of knowing who we are is so important to come to a place where we are able to rise above those thoughts and find solace and peace in our bodies and in our capabilities. And in order to come before you every week, I even have to overcome some of my own insecurities. (laughs) I am a very, very shy person with a lot to say. Now, I don't know how that's supposed to work, but I've learned with this podcast that being honest with yourself about your own insecurity and when you just begin to work on it and make peace with it and just build on it in a positive light, that insecurity will bit by bit just disappear. Um, It will take time, but you have to do the work. So the work starts now. And to help us start that journey, I've invited Jennifer Wade, who is a confidence coach, and she has joined us to have a candid discussion about confidence and self-love. Are you ready? I know I am. So here is the conversation. Hey, Soror, and happy Sisterhood Month. Hey, good morning. Yes, thank you for coming to share your words of wisdom and knowledge on the eavesdrop today. On the eavesdrop this whole month, we have been celebrating women and equipping our listeners with the tools they need in order to make their mark in history. My goal with this episode is to help women just to live out loud and be comfortable in the skin that they are in. Because in today's society, I think that it's very difficult to do. And of course, I couldn't think of anyone else better to invite to have this discussion. And I know how wonderful you are because we've known each other for so long as (laughs) fellow nurses and also as sorority sisters. But I don't think all my listeners know who you are. So why don't you tell everyone about yourself? Yes. Hi, everyone. My name is Jennifer Wade. I'm a registered nurse. Originally from Memphis, Tennessee, I have been residing here in the Miami area for over 17 years. I'm a wife and I'm a mother of two 13-year-old daughter and a nine-year-old son. I recently resigned from my nursing position at a local hospital here in the Miami area to fulfill my passion of teaching women how to be confident. I started a business uh, last year, well, actually 2019, The Woman and Her Curves. And my whole mission, my whole goal, and my passion is to inspire and motivate women to embrace their curves while living a healthy and active lifestyle. So yes, 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 that that has been my mission. And I have been impacting women for a very long time, but I want to reach more women as well. So thank you so much for inviting me to this lovely podcast that you have. And in a time such as this, and being it is Women's History Month, I am super excited and I am thrilled to uh, share some tips with your audience and also to my audience as well. So thank you so much, Sora. (laughs) Yes, and thank you for agreeing to come. I am so excited about this episode as well. So you mentioned in your introduction that you left nursing to devote all of your time towards your business venture, The Woman and Her Curves, LLC. And why don't you tell us a little bit about what The Woman and Her Curves is? 
Yes, the woman and her curves. You know, when, when you think about a woman, you think of womanhood. When you think of curves, you think of all the aspects of what a plus size school figure woman, uh, you know, possess. And in today's society, uh, you know, watching TV and everything, we're not really shadowed in a positive way, if you will. And I know that you have questions for me. We would get more into it. But my whole mission, the bottom line is to teach women how to be confident, how to go after their dreams, how to be successful. Because so many times we are torn down. The images that we see in social media, on TV, in advertisement, it, it really didn't reflect the person that I was looking at in the mirror every day. Yes, it's definitely representation is very important. I know yesterday when we were having our discussion, you mentioned that women have to have a certain community. And can you just elaborate that on that a little bit more? Because I love what you said, and I just think that everyone should hear that. Yes, being in a community, wh whether it's a faith-based community, whether you're a, a dog lover community, whether you love trees, you know, you have to find your tribe, if you will. And what I mean by tribe is that community, that place of belonging, that place where you want to go where everybody knows your name, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, with that being said, I formed a community for women to express themselves, to feel better about themselves, to learn more of themselves. And a majority of my audience are between the ages of 30 and up, right? I really seldom have like teenagers or the youngsters in my community. Uh, a lot of women are living their adulthood, but at the same time, it's still that little girl inside of them that wasn't told she was beautiful, that wasn't told she was smart, that wasn't told she wasn't nothing, uh, told her, oh, you know what, you need to lose weight and this, that, and the other. And I don't want to emphasize anything on weight, but it's, it's the way you carry yourself, and it's all about being healthy. So being that I was once that little girl that I just uh, described those characteristics to you, I didn't have a blueprint to go by. I didn't have a mentor to look up to. So I decided to become that mentor for not only the women, but also the young women that's come up behind me because I do have a daughter. I do have a daughter who's a teenager and she's into social media. I'm very uh, in tune to what she is seeing, but I oftentimes talk with her about her self-image and how she, what she thinks of herself or what have you, because keep in mind, you know, I'm well in my womanhood, so, but back in the 80s and the 90s, it wasn't popular to be plus size. It wasn't popular to be curvy, so here we are living in 2021, and we have a society of more women embracing themselves, but I see a lot of women going about it in the wrong way. And I, I can emphasize that if you have any questions about that as well. Yes, why don't you elaborate? How are women going about their confidence in, in the wrong way? You know, so this was very new to me. I started my journey in 2019. Once I decided that, hey, you know, I'm, I'm working out. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to fit into a crowd. I'm trying to fit in, into a community that I did not belong in. And uh, not calling any names or what have you, but... You know, I, I was oftentimes criticized 
uh, for not looking a certain way after I was supposed to have been on this so-called regimen, if you will. And it got to a point where I was like, you know what? No, no, no. I need to take this boy by the horn. And I started learning about myself and my DNA or what have you. So one, once I started this curvy movement, if you will, there were a lot of movements that were already in motion. And I expect, I especially went to uh, this format, Instagram, and there were like a lot of curvy confidence groups or what have you. But what I noticed in these groups were these women were halfway naked. Okay. I'm talking about mm. bread, bam. But Bam. I mean, okay, so being that, that you're taking pictures in your lingerie, so that, that makes you confident because you're taking pictures in your lingerie. No, 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 no. I totally want to do something that I know that listen, you can be confident and still have on all your clothes. You can be confident and still, you know, you don't have to show all your skin to, to show people that you're confident or what have you. And so I knew the direction that I needed to go with this. And I'm so glad I did go in that direction because everybody doesn't have to show their skin to be confident. So that, that is my mission and that, that is my goal to like, listen, you're, you're beautiful with your mind and you're beautiful with the way you carry yourself. You do not have to be half naked to prove to everybody that you're confident. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And I see how important and how passionate you are about this. You mentioned that you left your nursing career. Now, all of us who have gone to nursing school and worked hard to be a nurse, you know, a lot of nurses that might be listening might think, oh, wow, she, she left nursing. But you were so passionate and you left nursing in order to pursue this. So why did you become a confidence coach? Well, first and foremost, I want to say, hey, girl, hey, to all of my registered nurses, from <laughs> all, you know, from my CNAs all the way to my ARMPs and to my doctoral of nurses or what have you. N nursing is a very, you know, it's a physiological job. We are known as angels of mercies and only the creme de la creme passes nursing school, right? And so, you right. know... Um, <laughs> I have honed this career for over 19 years. I've always wanted to be an actress. My mother always wanted to be a nurse. So I went to nursing school to, to honor my mother. But, you know, it came to a point in my life where, you know, I needed to do something for Jennifer, right? And so my family knows how I feel about nursing. And uh, one of my best friends is a nurse. Had, had I not gone to nursing school or what have you, I never would have met her. But I, I absolutely love and adore nurses. We need nurses or what have you. But when, when you have a calling on your life, that you, you have to answer that calling or you will not be happy. So I chose being a confidence coach because even in my nursing, I love my patients and it will break my heart so bad when I would tell the patient good night and they'd be like, are you coming back tomorrow? I was like, oh, I'm sorry and you can just see the frustration on their face but uh, a lot of my colleagues will come to me and ask me questions because they saw how I carried myself sometimes I, I would get assigned like these patients that were kind of rough you know I was a day shift nurse so when you come in and get report you know they'd be like listen Jennifer I'm sorry <laughs> I had to be this patient right here and she yada 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 and I go in and I carry myself yes they, they see this nice four-figure nurse but listen I am put together and you have to have confidence to take care of sick people you have to have yeah, confidence to uh, get through nursing school you have to have confidence so I'm already in a career that is highly respected. 
expected. You have to have confidence when you hand this little white pill to that patient and be like, here, take this, this is for pain. And that patient trusts you with their life. So nursing has help me become a confident person because I'm like, listen, I can stop you from bleeding to death, right? I'm also going to teach you that you can be successful. You don't have to dress like that. You don't have to be in that relationship. It starts with self-love, self-care, and self-esteem. So that's why when I present myself as the confidence coach, I let everyone know, hey, you know, I'm a registered nurse. And listen, Shalana, I'm going to be a registered nurse forever, okay? I work yes. hard for those credentials. <laughs> right. Okay? That's a sidebar. Sidebar. <laughs> I worked hard for those credentials. And according to the state of Florida, uh, I'm active until 2022. And the state of Florida will be hearing from me. So I, I will not let those credentials expire or what have you. But my passion to be confident and the knowledge that I have gained through throughout life. And, and, and I would encourage my, my patients, hey, listen, stop crying. Listen, you have to be strong for your baby because your baby since, since you, oh, I'm sorry, everybody. I was a postpartum nurse for like 10 years. Your baby senses when you're crying and what have you, go wash your face and they come back and they're feeling good about life because I pep talk them and everything. And you know, as I'm speaking to them, I'm looking within as well, being like, wow, I'm really a motivator. You know, and really I, I was motivating myself as I was motivating them as well. So, you know, being that I'm a four-figured woman, I was like, you know what, I want to encourage more four-figured women as well. And so, I mean, I, I just went for the gusto uh, and just went full-fledged doing something that I have a passion for. Exactly. And going back to something you just said that you learn and gain more confidence throughout your career as a nurse. And that just goes to show you that confidence isn't just about being comfortable in how you look and how you appear to others. It's also about being sure about your abilities. We need confidence in order to be great in our careers and great in our endeavors. You needed the confidence in order to just pursue your dream and helping others to be confident. So that is something that we need. And it is something that takes time too with more experience. So I definitely agree with that. You did mention self-love as well. And one of the attributes that contribute to wellness and wholeness, I believe, is self-love. And many people view it as doing nice things for yourself or having respect for yourself. But how do you define self-love? What does that look like? Self-love is not a look, it's a feeling. And how do you get that feeling, right? When you wake up in the morning and you see yourself in the mirror, you ain't that cute. <laughs> but how do you feel? How do you feel? Self-love is a feeling. Self-care is an action. And self-esteem is a vibe. And how do you get there? I teach women to say affirmations. There are certain affirmations that I say every morning. Um... I, I oftentimes find myself journaling. I just picked up journaling, journaling like last year sometime, especially with the pandemic and COVID-19 and all this stuff going on. I, I had to find, find something to bring me peace within. But self-care, self-love, self-esteem starts with self. And how do you get there? You get there by taking time out for yourself, talking to yourself, talking positively to yourself, okay? Let, let me emphasize this. Positive 
affirmations to yourself because you are the only one who are with you 365 24 7 and you are listening to yourself so be careful what you say to yourself because even your subconscious is with you and our subconscious mind we are totally vulnerable to it because it happens mostly when we're asleep and we can't control what happens subconsciously so you want to be mindful of what you say and the actions you take towards yourself so it can reflect what people see on the outside okay so self-care mm -hmm. self-love self-esteem starts within exactly and you mentioned affirmations so what are some of your favorite affirmations that you love to encourage women to say themselves or what are your favorite affirmations that you say to yourself? You know what? I have one favorite one, right? Because if I choose this one over the other, I won't be fair to myself. So I'm just going to choose this one. This one affirmation that I love is I am enough. I am enough. That mm -hmm. affirmation has summed up so many things that have happened in my life. You know, someone think I'm not beautiful enough. I am beautiful. Someone think, oh, I'm not smart enough. I am smart. Someone think that I'm not thin enough. I am enough. Someone thinks, oh, okay, being that you come from this background, oh, you, you're not good enough to be, I am enough, right? You're in a relationship with who, whomever you will fall in love with in a relationship with, and you break up with that person, and you're like, well, what happened? What was, what, what happened? Why, why did we break up? You know, what's going on? Am I not cute enough? Am I, well, I, I didn't cook good. I didn't, what? I am enough. And when you say that you are enough, whoever calls themselves writing you off, that's their loss. You didn't mm -hmm. get invited to the, that's their loss. Guess what? I wasn't supposed to be there, right? You, you didn't get that promotion. You know what? It was stressful anyway. You know, you always have to say, I am enough. And that is my favorite affirmation. When I'm busy and, you know, when things don't go my way, you know what? I am enough. I am enough. And it leads me into the next question society often tells us that we should look a certain way through subliminal messages that we see in commercials ads and you mentioned earlier social media it is really easy to succumb to what society says is beautiful and we often pin that on ourselves and it can affect self-esteem and it can make us uncomfortable in the skin that we're in when we're comparing ourselves to what we see on tv and commercials and if we can't meet that certain standard how can we maintain our self-esteem and be comfortable in the skin that we are in people often say be who you are how do we discover who we are that is a great question this is how you will discover who you are are you doing all that you can to take care of yourself? Are you eating your fruits and veggies? Are you working out? Are you washing that makeup off of your face? Or are you simply going to bed in it every night? You understand what I'm saying? Are mm. you making sure your clothes fit you just right? Whatever size you are, you could be a size zero all the way to a size 55. I don't care. Are, are your clothes lying on you perfectly? Are you taking an extra step to smell as sweet as a woman as you are? Are, are you wearing your hair 
hair in a way that makes you feel beautiful. I don't care if you're natural. I don't care if you uh, weave it to achieve it, okay? Come on, mm-hmm. wig. Are, are you putting your best <laughs> foot forward? Are you serving them, okay? Are you serving them? What are you doing? Are you eating before seven o'clock or are you eating at 10 o'clock at night, right? Are, are you uh, watching movies that don't that doesn't serve you? Are, are, are you watching positive movies or are you watching movies that's negative and, you know, women backbiting each other or what have you? I mean, are, are, are you going out to the sun and let the sun hit your face? Are you meditating? Are you talking to your higher power? Are you journaling? Come on now. A lot of stuff starts with us. A lot of stuff starts with us, and that goes back to the answer of my first of the uh, question you had earlier. It all starts with them. Are you doing everything that you need to do? Are your nails clean? Honestly, if your nails were done, are they clean? Right? Mm-hmm. Are, are, are they? Did you wash your face today? Right? What are you serving? Because listen, when someone meets you, they only they have seven seconds to sum you up. I learned that a long time ago. Within seven seconds, a person is going to know wh- wh- whether they're going to fool with you or not. So as a nurse, when I walked into that patient's room, I knew I had seven seconds to, to make an impression because I don't know this patient. This patient is vulnerable. This patient is in pain. And this patient is hoping that they have uh, a good nurse for the next eight or 12 hours, right? So when, when I walk in my patient's room, I know I have seven seconds to make an impression on this patient. And being here in the Miami area, uh, we have a lot of uh, Latinos and Spanish speaking patients or what have you. Listen, I put my best foot forward. I will walk in the room and I'm put together, right? Because I've already searched within, right? Mm-hmm. I'm put together and I go, hi, good morning. My name is Jennifer. I touch my chest. My name is Jennifer. I'll be your nurse for today. How are you feeling? That's four seconds. Bien or good. Oh, congratulations on your baby. <laughs> Got her. <laughs> Got her. Got her. So that boosts my confidence up, my confidence up. You know, I'm on the board writing my name. I turn around. I know they're checking out my hair. I know they're checking out my uniform. It's, it's, it's iron, no wrinkles. You know, what are you serving the universe, mm-hmm. right? So it all starts with me. And I agree. I think we have to definitely find comfort in how God has created us. Because we talked about how sometimes women can be uncomfortable in their bodies. Like I meet some women, for example, that may be small busted. They have a you know, s- small chest. They want bigger breasts. They want to get implants. Or you have the ones that have bigger breasts. They, they want smaller breasts. So it's kind of like there's no medium. So I think that we have to really be comfortable with what God has already given us and do what we can to take care of it. Because like you said, when we practice self-love, we practice self-care, we begin to just appreciate ourselves a little bit more. I am so glad that that you touched on that. Um, being that this is a podcast and I'm hoping people will follow me, uh, you know, whenever it's time for me to, you know, give like, how, how can they contact me or what have you. But growing up, I was made fun of because I had big lips. I was called, it was called, my, my lips are called soup coolers. Oh, look at you got those big old lips. And I look around and I'm like, women are getting lip 
injections and lip plumpers and I'm like, oh my God. When I was growing up, it wasn't popular to have a big butt. Now you see women going to the surgeons, getting all kinds of stuff put in their their behind area, their gluteus maximus area, <laughs> right? And they're getting sick from it. They're dying from it. Some women do not have the funds to upkeep because whenever you have surgery on your body, you, you have to go back for follow-up, right? You know, you mm -hmm. spend all your money. A lot of people want follow-up. Next thing you know is leaking. Your breasts are leaking. Your butt implants are leaking. And next thing you know, you have to have surgery and have them removed because you almost died, right? I remember having... And I still do have very thick eyebrows, but I remember people used to talk about my eyebrows. Oh my God, your eyebrows are so thick. Now what's everybody doing? They're drawing freaking eyebrows, right? <laughs> I used to get my eyebrows so thin and nicely arched or what have you. And now eyebrows, thick eyebrows are in, right? And I was like, I don't know the last time I had my eyebrows arched. You know, when I, when I apply my makeup, I just shape them up a little bit with a little highlighter. But I don't know when the last time I got my eyebrows arched. You know, when does it ever end? When does it stop? So everything that I wanted to change about myself when I was younger and ignorant is now the way of life. People want my hips. People want my butt. People want my big lips, right? I have beautiful melanin skin. There was a time in my life where I did not appreciate all this melanin that was flowing through my DNA, if you will. And, you know, when I got older and started taking care of my skin better and you know, just feeling good about myself and just started carrying myself. I love my, my skin. I love the skin that I am in. And um, oftentimes I will go and uh, follow this page on Instagram and it will tell us a lot about our African history. And about four or five years ago, I just learned about Clara Barton. Now that was not her mm -hmm. original name. She was from Africa back in, the, I want to say the 1800s. They they brought her over. <clears throat> I forgot what country. Well, I think it was somewhere in England. Mm -hmm. And um, they they put her in a sideshow in zoos and everything because of the way she was built and how she was built was I saw myself in her. She had a big posterior. She had wide hips, thick thighs, and she had big lips. And for the Western society, she did not look attractive to them. They made a sideshow out of her. And then when she passed away, they put her body in a museum. Yeah. You yeah. know, and when I found that out, I said, oh my God, that's me. That's my aunt. That's my mother. Mm -hmm. That's my ancestor, you know? But it's so a lot of us. And if you think about now, a lot of women are paying to have what she had. <laughs> a lot of women now in today's society are paying for what she had. So it's just, it just goes back to really just doing a self-reflection and just appreciating and loving yourself. Because- I'm sorry, needless to say that Clara Barton was an African-American person, but it's other women and other races that are taking on the, the African look. Mm-hmm. Hello? You're right. Hello, is, is this thing on? Is this thing on? There it are women loud and clear. <laughs> there, there are women in other cultures that want our big lips now. There are women in other cultures that want our big uh, breasts now. There are women in other cultures want our skin tone now. So I'm just gonna leave mm -hmm. that at that right there. Know who you are. Know who you are. Right, and know that God doesn't make mistakes. No. You were created the way you were created for a purpose. 
and you are beautiful in the skin that you're in. It's definitely important to know that. Now, speaking of self-image and appreciating who we are, how can we get over self-image issues to accomplish our goals? For example, some people may not like the way they talk or their outer appearance, and sometimes this will allow them from accomplishing goals, especially if it puts them at center stage in front of other people. How do we conquer this and just live unapologetically? I would encourage people to hang around people that uplift them, right? Hang, hang around a community that gives you life. Hang around people that have felt the way you felt. Hang around people who appreciate you for you. For example, if you want to be a part of this certain sorority that you don't have a clue, what are you gonna do? You're gonna start learning about that particular community. You're gonna start learning the ways of that particular community. And eventually you're going to be that community, right? So if you want more self-love, if you want more self-esteem and you don't know how to get there, you know, because your relatives can only do so much. And sometimes your, your relatives be the main ones, but that's another uh, podcast. <laughs> find a community, find a tribe, and that tribe will ride hard for you. That tribe will love you hard. And I have built a tribe with the woman in her curves. If, if I may add, whoever would, lo would love to follow me, I have social media overload, if you will. <laughs> it's kind of hard to all these platforms. But, you know, if, if you're looking for a, a community that will help you search for self and also within, you know, if you're on Instagram, you can follow me at woman in her curves. If you are on Facebook, I am the woman in her curves. If you are on Twitter, I am the curvy woman. I just recently got on TikTok as the curvy woman. <laughs> uh, my Facebook page is Jennifer Wade. Now I'm also on YouTube, the woman in her curves. So it's all about, you know, for me and, and, uh, Shalana, I just thank you so much for this opportunity, especially at a time such as this with Women's History Month, with so much going on in society. You know, we're, we're having our first female, first ever female vice president of the United States. I yes. mean, this is a very historical moment, but don't think that Madam Vice President did not have her, her moments where she probably felt that she wasn't enough. Because remember, she tried to run for president. See, a, a lot of people's memory are very short. She tried to run for the president. So this is the time for the woman. But you have to know who you are, and you have to have that community to support you. Madam Vice President has a community that told her, look, you can do this. Look, you are making history. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. And she will go down in the history forever. And mm -hmm. I'm so proud for her because she had her nieces there to show her nieces that they can do whatever they want to do as well. But it, it all starts with a positive self-esteem, positive self-love, and definitely self-care. But you, you have to get around people that's going to build you up, right? You, you, you have to have a village to, to build you up. No, no, no one is making it by themselves. Yes, I definitely agree with that. And before we go, 
I know that you are working on some projects and I wanted you to talk about your ebook and your mixtapes that are coming out. <laughs> well, yes, yes, yes. So, uh, you know, to, to wrap everything up, yes, I did uh, write my first ebook. It is titled uh, Curvy Dance. I put the word curvy and confidence together and made that word curvy dance. And the title is Curvy Dance, the curvy woman's guide to mastering confidence. It is seven amazing chapters uh, about. <clears throat> Well, starting off with myself, and I totally dedicated this ebook to my daughter Layla, who is my inspiration, you know, and who are going, who is going to have her trials and tribulations of her own, but she needs to know that her mother is going to ride for her, right? So I definitely mm -hmm. dedicated it to, to my daughter. It's seven chapters. We're talking about uh, from fashion to, to food to uh you know just being oh affirmations now when, when you ask about affirmations i was like you know what there are a lot of affirmations so i think chapter four is about affirmations and it, it is just a wonderful quick read and it can be uh, purchased on my website womanandhercurves.com i absolutely love that this uh, upcoming week look forward to two new facebook groups that i am uh, focusing on the first one is let me upgrade you confidence accountability facebook group for the women who needs more one-on-one -on -one attention this that and the other you know will have more time with me because when we go on social media we don't know who's watching us or what have you well i can actually see who wants to be a part of the program to increase their confidence so that's my first facebook group the second one i actually i did a, a live this morning and i was talking about having a walking accountability you know to get active to get healthy uh having a walking uh facebook group community for accountability and for support and for tips and everything so i'm super excited about that also uh my Body positivity mixtape is really not a tape, you guys. It is uh, a link to my <laughs> Amazon, right? But I mean, everyone loves the you know the fact of the tape because I remember back when I used to record slow jams on the tape. <laughs> mm -hmm. Side A, side B. <laughs> yeah, I made a, a body positivity mixtape, and it's about fifteen songs right now, all about you know. I mean, I have everybody from like Salt and Pepper to India Ari to Alicia Keys to Bruno Mars. It's like 15 songs of just being positive, making you feel beautiful, letting you know that you are enough. Now, this particular mixtape isn't talking about WAP. It isn't talking about twerking. So if you're looking for that, it's not on this particular <laughs> mixtape. However, I do have some mixtape. No, I'm just fine. But on this particular <laughs> mixtape, you know, this is something that that, that you can uh, listen to e either when you're driving in your car, when your children are in the car. I mean, all the songs are clean. Uh, you can listen to this when you're working out. You can listen to this when you're washing dishes or folding laundry. Body positivity mixtape, because we also have to be careful of the songs that we listen to, too, that make we us think a certain way about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. We have to watch out for what we listen to what we see on tv what we follow on social media we have to keep our minds really pure and and full of positivity because i think that's another way to actually conquer getting over wanting to be what we see all the time on social media so if we keep things positive i think that is definitely helpful yes yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. So everyone go and follow the woman in her curves. I want to thank you so much, Jennifer, for your time. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you that you stepped out on faith and you're doing something that you love. Well, you know, Shalana, you know, I'm super proud of you because you was, you know, a fresh, young, popper whooper nurse, fresh out of promo <laughs> slash University of Miami. Yes. To, you know, to write your dissertation. I mean, I'm, I'm just so proud of you and, you know, all the best to what you're doing. I think this is awesome. Uh, I think last year was like the year of podcast or what have you. I didn't know what a podcast was three or four years ago. So this is absolutely amazing. I want you to keep up the good work. I want you definitely to stay consistent because, you know, something like this is needed, you know, and especially coming from someone who looks like you. Oh, yeah, girl, you mm. better stay the course. And I'm going to be there. I will. The I will. So, Thank you so much. Yeah, you're very welcome. <laughs> I want to thank Jennifer Wade for sharing words of wisdom today. Did you all enjoy her? I pray that you were able to obtain something from this episode that will assist you in living in your purpose unapologetically. Become connected with her on IG at Woman in Her Curves and on Facebook at Jennifer Wade. And you can find other ways to connect with Jennifer from her website. It is thewomaninhercurves.com. For the month of March, I have highlighted women who have made history because of their contributions to our country and communities. Today, we will honor Ruth Bader Ginsburg also known as the Notorious RBG. Ruth Bader Ginsburg became the second female justice of the U.S. Supreme Court. Born in 1933 in Brooklyn, New York, Bader taught at Rutgers University Law School and then at Columbia University, where she became its first female tenured professor. She served as the director of the Women's Rights Project of the American Civil Liberties Union during the 1970s and was appointed to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia in 1980. She was finally appointed to the U.S. Supreme Court in 1993 by President Bill Clinton. As a judge, Ginsburg presented with a strong voice in favor of gender equality, the rights of workers, and the separation of church and state. In 1996, Ginsburg wrote the Supreme Court's landmark decision in United States versus Virginia, which held that the Virginia Military Institute could not refuse to admit women. In 1999, she won the American Bar Association's Thurgood Marshall Award for her contributions to gender equality and civil rights. In the list of her many accomplishments can go on and on forever. She was a wonderful, outstanding woman. She died on September 18th, 2020 due to complications from metastatic pancreatic cancer. But she will forever be remembered for her passion, her drive, and her commitment for years to come. 
Today, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, we salute you. Job well done, my sister. Thank you for listening to The Eavesdrop. Become a member of the family on Instagram at the real eavesdrop underscore podcast. Be sure to tune in every week on Monday for new episodes. Next Monday, we will be discussing how to conquer imposter syndrome with Delphine Blanchard. You don't want to miss it. If you have any questions about today's episode or would like to submit suggestions for future topics, you may email me at drshalanabattle at gmail.com. Again, that is drshalanabattle at gmail.com. So until the next episode, be well, be whole, and be blessed. Bye.